When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Behind the Wheel, Under the Hood, and Beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bolin. Ben, today's topic is uh, is one that you came to me with. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's about um, a great big bag, right? Yeah. And uh, we have received recently uh, an email that is similar in in nature to this one. And it kind of got me thinking about uh, factory tours, things like that, but I'll just share with you the highlights of this email, and uh, and I think we're going to go with this as its own topic later on. So I'll just mention this person's name right off the top because it, it relates so so closely to what we're talking about today. Um, and it comes from Stephen L. and it was about the Ford Rouge factory tours. And Stephen wrote in and said that he received, and this is just paraphrasing, a slightly watered down version of the uh, the factory tour of the Rouge plant that he had received back when he was a Cub Scout years and years ago. Oh, okay. Decades ago, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went on it recently because they reopened the, the factory tour. And he was kind of a little bit, I guess, uh, not upset, but just uh, a little you know, disappointed. One, little disappointed that um, it was more of a, uh, and I said watered down, but this is more of a, like a clean factory tour where you would be able to tour the factory on elevated walkways that were super clean. I see. And it was well lit. And it wasn't the uh, the gritty, grimy mm-hmm. Rouge factory tour that he remembered from back when he was in Cub Scouts. You're not down on ago. the line. Yeah, exactly right. And it made me think about, you know, factory tours and, and um, you know, the, uh, the the opportunities that you have all over the world, really. You, you would mm-hmm. be surprised at how many factories you're able to tour if you just ask or you inquire about possibilities of taking groups or or maybe just being, uh, you know, upfront with them and saying, "I want, I just want my family to go on this tour. Um, can we just take a golf cart around, you know, for the day?" And they will oftentimes let you do that. But you have to prearrange things like that. Yeah, it might surprise some people. You do have to plan in advance. But once you do, factories will often welcome you with open arms. I guess maybe it relieves some of the monotony for them. You yeah, know, maybe a little bit. I mean, I know that they do these things. It's not really to make money or anything like no. that. I think it's just to satisfy curiosity. And there's a lot of curiosity about a specific plant that Hyundai owns. And Hyundai owns, as, as we find out, Ben, one of the biggest plants in the world, if not the big, well, it is the biggest automotive plant in the world, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that makes it one of the biggest plants in general in the world. Uh, now, before we talk about this plant and the town that it's located in, uh, let's talk about Hyundai themselves. Because I don't think we've, have we done a history podcast on Hyundai? Oh, we definitely have not. But, yeah. uh, man, this is, uh, this is one that we probably should. Yeah. Uh, we can, we can touch on it right now if, uh, just to kind of lead into this, this plant talk. Uh, but it was founded in 1967, late in 1967. It was like uh, December 29th. Uh, the founder's name is Chung Ju Young, and the headquarters are in Seoul, South Korea. Uh, their products, of course, are automobiles, commercial vehicles, engines, things like that. Uh, production output is really big. We'll talk about production numbers when we get to it, but it's it's huge. It's in the several millions. Right. Um, and the parent company is, of course, Hyundai Motor Group, and a division of that company We'll find out is Kia Motors. So Kia is part of Hyundai. I don't think a lot of people will know that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those relationships that's kind of, uh, it's not secret by any means, but uh, people see them as separate brands, really. That's true. And they're marketed that way, too. But make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, Kia is part of Hyundai. And Hyundai, it's, uh, I think it's difficult for us to um, fully articulate the economic heft and the importance of Hyundai to uh, the Korean economy, sure, but also to the international auto market. Oh, absolutely! They have uh, they have close to I think it's uh, well here it's listed as uh, sixty four thousand employees, but I've seen numbers more, you know more like seventy five thousand or seventy eight thousand worldwide. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a major, major employer, and just I want to say this up front too. Um, before we go on to you know beyond this point. Yeah. Uh, the Korean word Hyundai means or, or specifies modern. And, uh, and that's why, you know, it has this, uh, that's why they went with that name, obviously. It reflects a commitment to, uh, produce innovative, high quality vehicles at an affordable price. Now, I know that sounds like it's, uh, you know, ad speak or something for, for, uh, for Hyundai. And I don't mean it to sound like that by any means. I just wanted to tell you that this is, this is their vision. Yeah. That's what they wanted it to, uh, to signify or stand for. Yeah. And millions of people agree with them, Scott, because Hyundai has just one of the stats that I have from 2010. They sold almost 2 million vehicles worldwide that oh, year. Oh, yeah, and it went way up, Ben, because yeah. uh, we're talking about that, you know, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 4.5 million cars now by 2013. And I know some of these numbers, you know, when we uh, when we throw in the numbers, they're going to incorporate Hyundai numbers and Kia numbers. Now, combined together, Kia and Hyundai sold something like 7.12 million vehicles in 2013. That's a huge huge amount of vehicles. just that year and it, yeah just that year and you know what later on in this podcast i want to uh, i want to hit you with some global production numbers of automobiles and i'm going to have you guess what you think the global production number of automobiles is you know all encompassing every, every car every car made and uh and see if you can uh, just determine how many are produced worldwide every year and wow. then also um right. yeah i'm giving you a heads up maybe i shouldn't Let's uh, let's leave it as a surprise. Let's keep it okay? a surprise. All yeah. Right. Well, let's uh, let's talk just a little bit more about Hyundai before we move on to the Ulsan plant. How about that? Perfect. All right. As we mentioned, the uh, the company was founded in 1967, and it had, um, along with its you know 32.8% owned subsidiary, Kia, Kia Motors. Right. Um, they comprised what they call the Hyundai Motor Group, and you know this group is now currently been the fourth largest automaker based on annual vehicle sales as of 2013. So they've moved wow. way way up the scale. I mean fourth. Fourth largest. I can remember a time, you know, back when I was in, you know, just in college, maybe just out of high school, mm-hmm. that Hyundai was, um, 
I hate to say this, it was kind of like a almost like a joke here in the United States. I yeah, mean, people looked at them as low cost but low value vehicles. And when I say a joke, I don't I don't mean that you know it was it was a bad company by any means. I just mean that it was very uh, little heard of. I guess is maybe the way to say it. You know, we just didn't um, have the uh, the number of dealerships or the uh, you know the JD Power and Associates you know quality ratings, ratings yeah. that they that they have received recently. It was kind of lower on the scale at that point, and a lot of people just didn't take them seriously. Right, and that changed over the course of their evolution, which, as you said, is a pretty quick uh, turnaround. You know, because I remember as well uh, the reputation that I encountered Hyundai having in the United States was this idea of a lower cost but also lower quality car, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes happens just when there's an affordable import in the United States. That's true. But now people don't think that way as much. You know, people used to think when the Kias first came out, and you remember I was telling you about our family's old car, Lazarus, mm-hmm. where they replaced the engine and everything. I do, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, the return of Lazarus, mm-hmm. right? One of those first-gen Kia Sophia's. And uh, this thing... Um, it was pretty good, but it didn't have a lot of bells and whistles. And now that has changed, uh, and you can see more, um, quote unquote luxury options going into Kias and into Hyundai vehicles in general. Exactly right. And Hyundai vehicles are sold in 193 countries now at some 6,000 dealerships and showrooms. So, you know, they've really, really grown over the years and people take them a lot more seriously. I'll tell you that. And you know what? It doesn't hurt when you drive past a lot and you see on the, uh, on the window decal, you know, 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Oh, yeah. That doesn't hurt. Which is, from what I hear, pretty good. Now, I've never owned a Hyundai myself. Yeah. Uh, I don't Have you? I have not. I've never driven a Hyundai, as a matter of fact. Really? I think, you know what, I'm going to have to look this up, but I think that when I had a um, when I had a Ford um, Fiesta, uh-huh. and I've mentioned that car before, and I take yeah. a lot of flack for that car, by the way, but <laughs> I'm going po- to post a, a photo of that car someday, and People are going to eat their words when they see that car. You'll show us, huh? I, I will show you. But uh, <laughs> but I believe that it had a Korean-made motor in that car, and I'm going to have to uh, to double check that. But I mm-hmm. think it was a Kia motor, and, and I'm I'm second guessing that now. But I'll find out. And, yeah, let's uh, and check report it out. back. How about that? Yeah, do check it now, out and report back. I, I do want to mention that uh, you know they do operate. They own and operate one of the world's largest integrated automobile manufacturing facilities, which is the Ulsan South Korea plant. Mm-hmm. And the production of this this plant, Ben, is enormous. It's huge. Right. In every sense of the word. Can we talk a little bit about where it's located first? Yeah, we can do okay. that. Yeah. So Ulsan, which is officially known as the Ulsan Metropolitan City, is uh, the seventh biggest city in South Korea. And it's also the industrial center of the nation. Exactly right. It has a uh, population of over 1.1 million people. And it's kind of the, the this it's kind of the heart of the the industrial district, as you right. mentioned. Right, not just autos. No, exactly right. They have, uh, of course, the world's largest automobile assembly plant, which is the Hyundai Motor Company mm-hmm. Ulsan plant. They also have the world's largest shipyard, exactly, right. which is by another Hyundai company called Hyundai Heavy Industries. Yeah, that's right. So this is this is quite the uh, the industrial complex area. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, one stat that surprised me that I thought was really interesting that you might enjoy too, listeners, is that. In 2012, Ulsan, just the city of Ulsan, uh, had a higher GDP per capita than the United States uh, because – and that's also the highest in South Korea. And that GDP is just under $80,000. So this, I think, is a nice little cocktail trivia stat for us to really get our heads around just how much clout 
an economic momentum this thing has. Yeah, this one city. This, this one, one city. This one region in South Korea. Now, you know, up until 1962, Ulsan was just a, and I don't mean just, but it was a fishing port and kind of a market center, but then it became this industrial complex area, mm-hmm. and it's grown ever since. And I think we mentioned that the plant was, uh, you know, they started around 1967, something like that. Yeah. But that was when Hyundai started. The plant was completed in 1968, so it was early, early on in Hyundai's history that the Ulsan plant was formed. Do you want to play with some of the stats for this factory? Uh, you know what? I've got so many stats that, uh, <laughs> you know, let's, let's do that. First, can I just mention uh, what they produce? Yeah. And maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, they build um, high-quality midsize and full-size cars like the Sonata and the Azera. So whenever you see a Hyundai Sonata or Azera, it's either built there or I believe maybe done at the Alabama plant, which we're going to mention in just a little while. But mm-hmm. let's talk about Ulsan and some of these amazing stats. Okay, so, guys, the size of this complex, and it, it's tricky that it's technically one thing, so it does count as the world's largest single factory, but it's actually five different buildings. So it's a complex, and this complex takes up, Five million square meters. Five million square meters. That's uh, in acres. That is 1,200 acres of property. And they call it sometimes, they call it the uh, the factory in the forest because it's surrounded by a forest that it contains, and I don't know who counted these, Ben, but 590,000 trees surround the complex. Wow. It's a big, big place. So, you know, it's an independent, uh, you know, factory, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. in that um, it's self-sufficient. It could produce a car from start to finish from raw materials to finished product, and ship it out all in one place, all in one location. It's really remarkable. So um, they've got, um, and I'll just list some of these plants that, that go along. Sure. Not, these aren't just the five. Some of these are combined. Some of them work together, et cetera. So mm-hmm. there's more than five listed here. But there's an engine and transmission plant, um, along with a proving ground, by the way. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. 
As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man, Marie's a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, they also have a casting and forging shop. They have an engine shop, a press shop, which we call a stamping plant here in the United States. So they right. build uh, or they create body panels. Uh, they have a welding shop, which is really an automated robotic line that, that you know, assembles the vehicles. And then they also have a paint shop, you know, with water-soluble, eco-friendly type paint. They have an assembly shop. Um, it's just a remarkable facility in that from start to finish, they can create a vehicle from, you know, again, scrap metal that comes in on these ships all the way to the final product that they, again, ship out on these uh, on these cargo ships. Yeah, and the world's largest ship port. Uh, they employ over 34,000 people. Just at that one plant. Just that one plant. And they uh, create an average of 5,600 vehicles each day. Each day. That's a, that's a single-day production, 5,000 600 vehicles each day. Just try to wrap your head around that because that is an amazing number. I mean, it's it's a giant number of vehicles to go out of there every year. It's something like, um, well, should we talk about yearly production or you want to wait a minute? Uh, it's up to you, man. Ah, uh, let's wait just a minute. Let's okay. get that at the end. But uh, but I don't think we've talked enough about the port because I think uh, I think it, it deserves a mention because it's a uh, it's a worldwide recognized port. It's an international shipping hub. It is, yeah. And this this port, uh, the seaport is located directly on the property, of course, and it's a lot, it allows raw materials to come in and it takes the final you know, product out as well. It allows up to three 50,000-ton vessels to dock simultaneously in the, in, the, uh, in the port region there, the, uh, the, the cove, I guess. Right. And, uh, and, I mean, that's pretty remarkable for any port, really. I mean, I know there's some bigger ones, you know, mm-hmm. on the Gulf or wherever, but um, this is just, get a, keep in mind, this is owned by one company, one factory, this is all just for their own benefit, just for that one place. Right. It's it, it reminds me of companies that would build railroads out to their area, mm-hmm. right, uh, for mining or resource extraction. But also, uh, we should mention that this plant, the size of it, makes it close to being a city, and it has some things that cities have. Yeah, it sure does. It has its own uh, what own fire station. Uh huh, and its own uh, hospital, which yep. makes sense, and patrol cars. So I guess they have their own police force of sorts. Maybe it's it's probably more like a a security force, really. I wouldn't think it's really a police force, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't I've never been there, Ben, so I don't know. But uh, but to have your own fire station and hospital and patrol cars, that's pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. So, um, of course, it's all state of the art, you know, um, eco friendly in many ways. I mentioned that it's a, uh, you know, a factory surrounded by a forest and, uh-huh. um, they have lots of plant processes along the way that are, you know, eco friendly as well. I mean, I think the paint shop has, uh, water soluble paint and that's just one example. There's a, there's a bunch of They have of some them. wastewater processing as well. Yeah. They do their own wastewater disposal. They have their own plant or facility there for that, uh, you know, self contained again. Uh, pretty remarkable place. 
So, guys, in full disclosure, it was a little bit difficult for uh, Scott and I to research this without going fully into the Hyundai story, right? That's correct. And what we did find, however, we did stretch a little bit past that. I got to the point where I was looking up the tour reservations for this ginormous factory, mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy. They have their uh, they have their telephone number on the website. So you can call them. The tour lasts about an hour, just if you happen to be in South Korea. You know, an hour, that's a decent tour. I don't know if it's enough time to cover everything. Well, that's a big place, I guess. But an hour sounds like a, a fair amount of time to see what's mm-hmm. going on. And they have to be older than 12. Older than 12. Okay, so that's the only limit, really. Well, you have to also be at least 100 th- centim- 130 centimeters in height. Hmm. I uh, I assume that we made the cutoff there. I, I think we would. Uh, all right, so this... Uh, this maximum occupancy for the tour, they'll give a tour to up to 200 people. Mm-hmm. But let's say that you can't make it to Ulsan. You're in wait, South Korea. Wait a second. Wait a second. What? A 200-person tour? Yep. That's a big tour. Well, that's the maximum occupancy. Yeah, sure. sure. I think I wonder what the minimum is. Do they list the minimum there by any chance? Uh, I mean, I wonder if 200, if 200 is maximum, you would think that the minimum would be like uh, 20. Well, under maximum occupancy for the tour, they say 30 people to 200 people. Oh, okay. So 30, 30 is kind of the low, low end and maximum is 200. That's a, that's a huge tour. I guess it depends on how much, uh, let's see. I, I guess it depends on if you're a family, a uh, family of less than 12 people or a group of over 30. That's how much time you have to give them a heads up for. Okay. You know? So, you know, check the website, like you mentioned. And I derailed you. I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean to. Okay. I mean to get you off track there. But uh, so so continue on. Oh, well, let's talk about, uh, let's see, where were we in our hypothetical situation, Scott? We were we were playing the part of people who wanted to see Olsen but couldn't make it. Well, we have good news for you, you guys. Uh, there are other Hyundai plants in South Korea. There are three other plants. There are actually two others besides the Ulsan. So there's uh, there's also the Asan plant and the Jeonju plant. And uh, those those also offer tours. Uh, they are not quite as big as the Ulsan plant, though. The Ulsan is no. kind of the uh, kind of the big daddy there. Uh, yeah. The Asan plant is on 440 acres with a 4 million square foot building. That's pretty big. That's a that's a huge place. It's again an entirely self-contained independent automobile production complex and it's capable of producing 260,000 mid to large size passenger vehicles annually. Yeah, so per year and they've got everything that the uh that the Ulsan plant would have just in a slightly downsized version, right? Mm-hmm. So they've got the machine press, auto frames, paint assembly. Sure, they may not have the uh, the seaport or something like that. Right, not- they probably don't have the world's largest seaport. <laughs> but there's only so many of those to go yeah, around. Who uh, does? Yeah. Uh, the Jeonju plant, uh, which I may be mispronouncing there, is uh, the runt of the litter. It's 317 acres of land, uh, but it specializes in producing uh, mid to large size buses. Yeah. So these are big vehicles, like two and a half tons or more. These mm-hmm. like big trucks and specialty Specialties, vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Four, but you know what? The plant is pretty big. 4.3 million square feet in production space. So it's it's enormous. And it's capable of producing 70,000 units per year. That's of those big vehicles. So uh, not bad. And it's also deemed the world's largest commercial vehicle production plant. So, again, you know, just you're, you know, giving this a very specific, uh, you know, name. You know, right. it's, uh, yeah. it's the world's largest commercial vehicle production plant. So mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that by any means. But uh, I just, mean, go Hyundai. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you know what you're getting into, right? And uh, combined, this is the uh, the big number that we kind of, uh, I guess, teased, or we said yeah. we'd talk about it just yeah, before. Yeah. Combined, these three plants can produce 
million units per year. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself. Learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Million. 1.86 million per year. So nearly... Two million cars can come out of these three plants alone from Hyundai. Boggles the mind. Yeah, man. right out of South Korea. And again, they just drive them right to their uh, seaport, drive them on the uh, on the cargo ship, and ship them out to the rest of the world. Do you want to talk about the Alabama plant? Uh, yeah, we can mention that before the we move on. Plant. Yeah, why not? Uh, so there's another plant here in the United States, and it's the Alabama plant. And I just got a little bit of information about it. Uh, began production in March of 2005. 
And it started rolling out cars in about 2006. I think it was the Sonata that they first started building there. Uh-huh. And um, it's the company's first assembly plant, first assembly and manufacturing plant in the United States. And boy, look at this, Ben. $1.7 billion is what it cost to put this thing together in wow. Montgomery, Montgomery, Alabama. So that's one that I believe you can also take a tour of. And it's called the Hyundai Motor Manufacturing Alabama Plant. Um, again, that's in here in the United States. And yeah. I think... I think you can take a tour of that one as well. Uh, you can. That is confirmed. And these factories are extraordinarily efficient, right? Uh, I've seen stats of one car every 12 seconds, which is playing with the numbers a little bit, with the averages. Well, I guess so, yeah. But you know what? I Can I just side yeah. note here? Yeah. I've been to, uh, there was a Windsor assembly plant for minivans a long, long time ago. And I don't know what they build there now. I think they built uh, Pacificas for a while. Oh, yeah. And uh, some other vehicles. But when they were building minivans, I went there, and I, I couldn't believe how fast these cars were coming off the line. I mean, it was just amazing. It was like just one right after the other after the other. And I know that it takes, uh, you know, X number of minutes from the very beginning to end. But when you say, you know, a car comes off the line every 12 seconds or every 15 seconds, mm-hmm. they literally do. There's people. There are people that are just walking back and forth, just driving them off the line into a parking lot and parking them. And then someone takes them from there. But their job is to just walk all day long from the end of the assembly line, drive the vehicle you know, to the parking spot, walk back and pick up another one. And they've got streams of people that do that all day long. It's amazing to watch. It's so fast. Do you get to wear headphones, listen to music or something? <laughs> Probably sure. not. It's like a safety issue. I, I don't really know. I don't know. But it was it was incredible to see how quickly they turned them out. And, and that plant was nowhere near the size of the Ulsan plant. And the production numbers, I don't believe, were even close to this. So to see them come off the line like that it would be remarkable. All right. And one very important thing that we need to do at this point is look at the total number of cars produced by manufacturers. Yeah, that's right, because Hyundai has moved way, way up in the uh, in the scale here on a worldwide basis, as we mentioned. They're currently at number four in um, you know rank of manufacturers by production numbers. And this is these are numbers as of 2012. Uh, I tried. I tried to find 2013 numbers because you know they do it about a year behind. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't find 2013, but I couldn't find any one source that grouped them all together like I found the 2012 numbers. So mm-hmm. they had moved up to number four, and I believe it's still that's still exactly where they sit. So uh, number one is of course Toyota. Number two is GM, then Volkswagen, and then Hyundai was number four, wow. and they have officially moved ahead of Ford, Nissan, Honda. Um, Chrysler, Daimler AG, they've moved ahead of some big, big players. So, you know, to move up in production numbers, uh, you know, I guess by manufacturer, you know, rank Mm -hmm. like that in the world, that's pretty remarkable. Now, Ben, this is uh, maybe my last thing. So do you have anything else that you want to do, add about the Ulsan plant before we move on? Uh, No, just that I think how stuff works in general should take more field trips, (laughs) possibly to South Korea. You know what? And there's plenty of opportunities around here for factory tours. Sure. You just have to ask. There's factories everywhere of all types. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be automotive manufacturing. It could be anything. I've gone on serial factory tours. Uh, which were a little bit upsetting, I'll have to tell you. But um, I've I've done that. I've been to um, uh, foundries. I've been to, uh-huh. of course, you know, automotive automotive plants, of course. But um, I'd like to go to like bottling assemblies. Or yeah, you know, we we live near uh, sort of near Avery Island where they make um, Tabasco sauce. I'd mm-hmm. like to go see that. I'm sure you can take a tour of that factory. Yeah, you know, you can even go to the Federal Mint, which we have we have one here mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and. I don't know if it's still the case, but if you call them in advance, they'll arrange a tour for you. Oh, very cool. So, I mean, again, just, you know, if there's something in your area and you're, you know, inquisitive about what goes on behind those closed doors, mm-hmm. uh, 
who knows, they may open them for you. And let us know what you find behind those doors. Yeah, because there are probably some really, really cool factories that you can tour because I love watching those How It's Made type shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, amazing stuff. All right, so, Ben, this is what I had uh, talked about early, early on in the podcast. Uh-huh. These are, uh, I'm, I'm not going to fool you by any, any way here, okay, or, or mess around with the numbers. These are just straight-out numbers. So world motor vehicle production. All right, so this is uh, like global production of motor vehicles. Okay. What do you think is the number of cars and commercial vehicles, and that's cars and commercial oh, vehicles. Oh, that's different. Produced. Oh, come on. I'm not trying to fool you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cars. Okay, so now yeah. you know, though. Cars and commercial vehicles produced worldwide this year. Oh, let's say 2013. Uh, um, Take a stab in the dark. 330 million. Oh, Ben. That's a little way lower than that. That's not very impressive now when I say it. Oh, uh, okay. I was, I was shooting high. You're shooting way too high. Oh, okay. Uh, now think about this. Okay. Hyundai, which we just talked about, the fourth largest manufacturer. Right. And they did 1.7 million in no, 2010, no, no, no. but then they did four. No, million. that's, that's just in South Korea. Oh. So, you know, their worldwide production was, um, in ballpark, I'm going to say it was like, um, Seven million, something like that. You know, I just I got messed up when I started trying to add commercial vehicles. I understand. Yeah. You know, this is a tricky question. Uh, thirty-five million. Okay. <laughs> you want me to just tell yeah. you? Yeah. Eighty-seven point three million vehicles worldwide. Now, honestly, wow. when you think about it, I know you you started out with three hundred million, right? That's I would pretty be big terrible at the prices, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty big number. But even I mean, eighty-seven point three million is still a big number. Now think about that. That's brand new cars and commercial vehicles that are being sent, you know, sold, distributed throughout mm-hmm. the world. That's mm-hmm. a lot of vehicles. I know a lot of vehicles end up in junkyards, et cetera. But, sure. Uh, but man, eighty-seven point three million each year coming into the economy. Yeah. That's a huge, huge number. And you know, the year before that, it was eighty-four point one million, and before that, it was eighty million. So you know, these numbers are consistently high they're getting higher and higher as we go along of course you know the production is going up as well sure. as the population is going up so you know that uh that kind of works together in that way now i guess and i'm not going to really stump you with this one but maybe i'll have a, a quick question for you uh <laughs> my answer is 300 million yeah uh, 300 million again yeah so <laughs> so world motor vehicle production by country ah, in 2013 okay. so which country do you think produced the most vehicles and uh maybe you can uh, why don't you give me a top three just real quick? What what countries uh, do you think are top top motor vehicle production? United States. Okay. And let's see. Hmm. This is a good question, Scott. Uh, okay, so definitely United States. Maybe Japan. Okay. And either South Korea or Germany. Mm, not bad, Ben. You did pretty good. You got two out of the uh, top three. Oh, who All right, did you get? So number one. Uh-huh. Is China and China produces 22.1 million vehicles each year as of 2013. How did I miss China? 22.1 million. Now that number, when you when you heard that previous number, that 87.3 million, yeah, they're producing you know a quarter of those vehicles, and we're talking about you know the rest of the world producing the other three quarters. So when you get to the number two position, which is the United States, they produce half as many vehicles as China does at number one. So the United States produces 11 million vehicles, but China is producing 22.1 million each year as of 2013. And then the uh, number three, which you did guess, is Japan. And Japan is producing something like 9.6 million. And then Germany, which is producing 5.7 million. That's, that's number like the, four. That's like the, the top four. So, again, you know, China is two times the U.S. auto production and about four times the German auto production. That's how big 
Chinese auto production is right now. I just can't believe that I forgot to mention China. Oh, that's all right. I mean, I, I'm again, that's kind of what this is all about, you know, is, uh, is surprising you with some of these facts and figures. And uh, I didn't mean to, uh, to stump you there. Oh, you're but, making uh, me look bad. Well, uh, 300, 300 million. I mean, come on, it's an awful lot. <laughs> I think I was also counting boats. I don't know. There's no way to save that one. I'm sure that uh, you're right in some way. If we add together, uh, you know, marine production and uh, I don't know, you're too vehicles, kind. Maybe uh, aeronautics. All right. Whatever. Okay. I just got it wrong. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you enjoyed learning a little bit more about the Olson factory here and we'd like to hear about the factories around your neck of the woods definitely yeah again we mentioned you know go on those tours if you if you think that they're available or even if you don't think they're available contact them and, and let us know what you find because mm-hmm. uh, we're always fascinated with stuff like that right and if you like us are fascinated by all things vehicular then check out our website carstuffshow.com where you can uh, listen to not one not two but every single podcast we have ever done and that's a lot that that is a lot. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter, where we have a lot of stuff that doesn't make it to the air, and it's on your computer. And it's also on your computer. So while you're on a computer, right? People don't use computers as much anymore. All right, I'm sorry. That's on your phone. They're all on their phones. It's on you your know? phone. I wonder sometimes. Well, whether you are on your phone or desktop, you can still email us at the very same address. We are car stuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. right.